0: Welcome again for another edition of the Box kickers Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo and this week we are going to talk pretty much all four major sports um and the nice thing is we have three of them actually playing meaningful games
1: hell yeah finally yes <laughs> it's
0: been, we've waited four and a half months for it, but it's finally here so um but before we jump into that let's go ahead and catch up how you doing daniel
1: i'm doing pretty good how you doing pretty good i mean it's
0: been kind of busy from, uh, I mean, as, as you, most of you know, uh, uh, Daniel and I are in Austin. So we've been kind of in a little spike with COVID in our hospitals, but things are leveling out. Uh, the mask mandate seems to be working. Um,
1: sort of. So, sort I, of, at, I mean, I was at Target today and I saw two people without masks. So,
0: yeah. I mean, there's still going to be those people who fight it. But, um, yeah. Again, if you want to watch sports, if you want to watch football this fall, please, please, please wear a mask. So, Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I haven't really done much. I've, I've stayed around the house. Uh, I've been watching nothing but NBA games on. Um, I, I'm loving that it's back. It so has some pretty great games. We'll jump into a little bit later. Um, and the only other thing I did was yesterday on my home, I actually, I, I finally sold my car. I've had really? that. Uh, yeah. I've had that wow. thing for about 13 years, 168,000 uh, miles on it. But, uh, during this whole COVID thing, the wife's been working from home. And so we're kind of just wasting money on insurance. So I figured, eh, might as well sell it off and then, uh, maybe get a different? car in the future. Yeah. Well, right now uh, we're still, we're still driving. Uh, our one car now is going to be my wife's car. She has a little Jetta. And oh, okay. so we'll be, we'll be using that one until probably this, uh, the spring, whenever we might need to get another vehicle. And then we're looking at probably an SUV about that time. So,
1: Ooh, the ship's yeah, gonna expand, yeah. Well,
0: we'll, we'll <laughs> see, <laughs> yeah. But the uh, but yeah, it's uh, I've had that thing, yeah. I got that thing in uh, June of 2007. Damn. And so that that little tank has been with me for a while. It was a little matrix, and you don't really see a lot of them on the road because I stopped making it about eight years ago. I but, just uh, graduated yeah. high school, yeah. That that car served me well, wow, yeah. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, the only other thing was uh, the wife and I uh, actually got to have a little bit of a date night. The kid went to bed a little early, and so we watched uh, The Hunt. That was uh, one of those movies, one of the first movies to go straight to streaming after COVID broke out. And Who's they finally had it out there. Uh, it's it's a lot, of, uh, a lot of people you recognize, but you don't really know who they are. Um, and they don't last long in a movie. Like all the people you know aren't going to be around very long. I think the the biggest name in the main star, uh, the two stars of the movie was, um, I don't know her name, but it's the blonde lady um, from the, uh, uh, what was that show? Oh, I think I know Netflix. what you're talking Glow. about. Glow. Right yeah. Yeah, Glow. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Did and they then, like kill uh,
1: people? What's going on? <laughs> yeah.
0: So the premise of, and the premise of the, uh, of the movie was the liberal elite, um, had this ranch where they uh, kidnapped a lot of back for a lack of a better term, Trump supporters, <laughs> and they hunt them. <laughs>
1: wow!
0: So it's um, it, it, it's pretty yeah it's pretty interesting because uh, a lot of the, throughout the movie you hear these what they call the deplorables in the movie the conservatives and they're talking about this conspiracy theory about the ranch and like Ranchgate or whatever and. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, we're living it right now. We gotta get out of here," and but they're b- being picked off one by one, and and a lot of the people you recognize are the ones who are being hunted, and uh, a lot of them go pretty quick early in the movie. I'm actually surprised some of them did the movie just for two or three scenes. Wow! Um, and then the other big star in there really was Hilary Swank. Um, she was probably the the biggest name that was in that movie. So
1: she doesn't but know it, 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 in a while, right?
0: No, I mean it's it's been, it's been it's been a minute since she was in something that was. I mean, I think what Million Dollar Baby was probably her last big one. Um, yeah, but yeah, but this movie was never meant to be like a blockbuster. It was never meant to be like a top five in the block uh, box office uh, rankings. But it, it's a fun movie um, if you don't take it serious. Now I know when it came out, a lot of people really politicized it. Is they use stereotypes from the political parties to, to service the storyline, but it's not, it's nothing to be made uh, taken serious. It's more of like, Hey, here's this fun little story. Let's go ahead and throw these people into this situation and see if they can survive. So, gotcha. But yeah, nice. It was, it was a really good movie. I do recommend seeing it. Yeah.
1: I am looking at the cast right now. I, I do notice a couple of people in there. That's, that's me. It's not a bad cast actually.
0: Yeah. Most Low of them kitty. are going to be, yeah, most of them are gonna be in there for more than like ten, fifteen minutes, though. Just FYI,
1: Oh, and it was
0: kind of a spoiler, but they get picked up pretty quick. It's kind of like a Hunger Games beginning where they they get this giant crate where they have to go and get their weapons, but they're under fire the entire time they're getting their weapons. So, uh... and they do mix in a little bit of comedy. Like there's, uh, I don't, I don't know the the character. Uh, she didn't really have any backstory because she was only in there for like three scenes. But she falls in this pit with spikes and she gets impaled, right? Uh-huh. and so they they get her out like the guy the guy from this is us gets her gets her out of there and is carrying her then steps on a landmine and blows up and then half her body gets blown off and she ends up back on the spikes <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my
0: type of movie i'd watch yeah so it's, it's it's pretty interesting it's pretty funny um i i liked it i'll probably watch it again it's it's, it's cheesy Um, it's, it's there, the, the writing isn't the best, but it's, it's a fun movie.
1: Yeah. 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. So yeah, interesting.
0: Definitely recommend that. So yeah. Nice. Anything you've, you've caught up on or is it more just baseball all the time?
1: It's just baseball all the time. (laughs) It's just been sports. I mean, baseball today I watched, um, I caught a couple of the NBA games um there are blowouts so you know i switched to hockey yeah, they, after that yeah
0: yeah they they they're the first uh, first opening night of the nba they had a lot of like really close i mean both of them were two point games and, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple i think there was um like today i know the pacers game was pretty close and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that when we get to the um into that section but yeah it's 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 just interesting being able to turn on tv and having your choice of what sport you want to watch now
1: oh yeah because you got the, I mean, the man, you got three out there. You got the NBA, MLB, and the NHL. Plus, if you're yeah. a hot, uh, if you're a soccer fan, the MLS. You have the Premier League out there. So there's always something on, pretty much.
0: Yeah, you can watch w- uh, WNBA. There's WNBA. NASCAR. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a while there, we were stuck just watching iRacing. I mean, there were just drivers racing <laughs> on a PlayStation.
1: Yeah, it was rough. And how and far cornhole. like e, yeah. e games have I mean, esports have come along with the NBA.
0: Yeah. Like they yeah.
1: broadcast it on ESPN and it's it's interesting, but now we're back full force. We're just waiting on one other sport, and that will be the NFL, if they have a season.
0: Uh and then college football, which I still I'm not I'm not gonna hold my breath on that one. So
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll jump into the NBA talk then. Uh, I'll I'll give a few little highlights that I kept note of while I was watching these games. And then um, I'll, I'll get you some of your thoughts on this. So um, I think it was very fitting. So the NBA stopped and the sports world stopped because Rudy Goldberg tested positive, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was the first basket made when they came back. That's crazy. Yeah. And then that first game that, that, that happened in, he actually hit the two game winning free throws at the end of the game. So <clears throat> he was, <laughs> he was the cause of all this. And he was the one that took took the center stage when they all came back. So I thought that was that was a little interesting quirk. This, you know how the sports gods always throw something interesting out there for us.
1: Yeah, I went back and actually watched um, on YouTube that day on March thirteenth, I believe uh, it was my birthday. So I think I was out to dinner or something. But today I went back to watch the clip of when they actually called the game of the um, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the the Jazz. Yeah. Like, yeah so referees yeah. were gathering and in the in the crowd they were pumped up because they were standing because the players are there and the game was about to start and then they brought the coaches in and it was like that's pretty much it you know we're calling yeah. this game i don't know what they said but uh players started going to the locker room and then that's when the announcer said thank you for coming this game has been postponed and that's when everybody was like whoa like what's going on
0: yeah i remember in our little our little uh messenger chat um I sent a screenshot of the delay of the game, and that's basically we're, we're saying it's starting. The delays are starting.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then, and, that was, and then, then about uh, 20 minutes later, they announced the game was canceled. Reports were breaking: Rudy Gobert tested positive, and then it was like almost instantly, the NBA announced at the conclusion of that night that the season was uh, was uh, halting. And so, I mean, it was a surreal experience. I mean, it was one of those where I, I felt like numb. I'm like, oh, here it goes. Cause oh boy. We, because we were getting ready for the uh, NCAA tournament. I mean, they're doing yep. the uh, the conference tournament games, and the very next day they play like two games. And that halftime of one of the uh, Big East games, they 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 call it and they shut uh, it down there. So,
1: yep. The but infamous, yeah. um, the infamous uh, Mark Cuban uh, meme.
0: Oh yeah. It a shock, shock when you saw on the phone. Oh, yeah.
1: my God. Ash was just lost. Sorry, guys. Oh,
0: <laughs> glorious, glorious day. God,
1: dude. We'll get to that later.
0: God. So, for those of you who are, are listening, we were recording us at 10.08 p.m. on Saturday night, the 1st. So. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, so, the, the nightcap of that was the Lakers versus Clippers, and that, that was a really good game. Uh, I mean... There were a lot of fouls called, which, you know, the, the refs always like to put their little stamp on the games, which kind of annoys NBA fans. Yeah. Um, But the key was the stars. I mean, you want to watch the stars performing. You want to see them play well. And LeBron was key because their last possession, he missed a shot, but got his own rebound, put it back up to take a two-point lead. Mm-hmm. Then he had locked down defense. He shut down Kawhi, where he basically had to unload the ball to Paul George. And then LeBron switched to Paul George and forced him into a terrible three-point shot that he missed to, to, to seal the win. So LeBron is all in on this on the NBA bubble. and So that's good for the league. Because if he's going to come at a high-intensity level, the league is going to be just fine.
1: Oh, yeah. He looked good.
0: And, yeah. And then uh, last night, the highlight of the night was the Rockets versus Mavs. Um, Doncic played well. Perzingas had a big night. Um, Harden just went nuts. He dropped 49 points. That game felt to me like it was the Monday Night Football game between the Chiefs versus the Rams. Remember that couple years ago, the high-scoring game? I do. Because it was like 152 to 148 or whatever, and they did not go to overtime. uh, And Well, they did go to overtime, but they already had like 140 points going into the overtime period. So it's one of those where it's like, wow, it's just all offense. They've given up on defense that game, and they're just going to see who can outscore the other team. Yeah, And the Rockets the Rockets took over in the overtime period, which bodes well for my my championship pick.
1: Well, there's no defense, man. <laughs> I yeah. tell you that
0: <laughs> that's true, and that helps uh, helps Harden's game. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, I was watching the games today. The Nuggets, who are they're a really really good team, and but they they got hampered by injuries. So, um, I don't know if you've if how much you followed or if you caught, caught him, in, but they talked about a little bit during the broadcast, but. Um, they had several players test positive. I mean, we know Jokic had it whenever he was over back home in his uh, native country, and then other players were just injured. And so they have not been able to play a five on five practice with their team because they have not had ten healthy bodies. Mm-hmm. the The only five on five they've been able to do so far was when they, in the actual scrimmage games and then today's actual seating game. yeah, and so they they fell. um they were down three starters. And they hung in there probably till late in the third quarter, and before the Heat finally started taking off of that game. Um, look for them to bounce back when they get a little bit healthier. Michael Porter Jr. looks pretty good. Um, well, one of those supposed to come Bull back? in there? Well,
1: they're probably to...
0: close. Probably closer to the uh, the playoffs. I mean, they're locked in easily for the playoffs. But so just it's...
1: hold them out, or I mean, they're playing for like seeding out there in the West.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So right, they're they're battling for the two seed. Um, they can catch the Clippers, but it really just depends because the Clippers are also banged up too. It might be one of those where it's like they they're confident in their team that they don't care if they're the two or three seed, and they're gonna go because you're already gonna be avoiding Lakers until the conference finals anyway. Yeah, no matter what seed you're at, and so it might be one of those where it's like just get healthy. I mean, get Donovan uh, or um, um, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, Jamal Murray healthy because he's one of the leading scorers. Jokic out there doing his thing. It's getting minutes for Michael Porter Jr., who's a rookie. Bull, Bull actually played his first actual NBA game today. That um, <clears> he <throat> actually played well again. So um, look, look for them to to kind of get slow, uh, start off slow, and then kind of pick up towards the the
1: playoffs. Well, I think they got to be careful too, though, because they're stand they're sitting there at forty three and twenty three, and the teams behind them the Jazz, the Thunder, Rockets, and Mavericks. Are pretty much well. The Mavericks are five back from them. The other teams that I mentioned are like pretty much a game back. Yeah. So they can't fall too far because what you saw from the Harden and Westbrook and the Rockets last night, even the Mavericks scoring all those points. I know it wasn't a good defensive game, but you gotta watch out for your Nuggets, especially if you're down. You know, three starters that that you that are key and that you really need.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the um the really the the one through seven in the west doesn't matter who you face they're all really good yeah i mean i mean the mavericks are good i mean they're not as great as obviously the lakers or clippers are but they're really good so seeding to me doesn't really matter because it's, it's gonna be you're gonna have to go through a bus all, any anyway out west no matter what seed you have so um and then they're really they're really deep whenever they are fully healthy i i, I I don't think Mike Malone, the coach, really cares what seat they're going to be as long as they get to the playoffs healthy.
1: As long as they get in, yeah. But I mean, would you yeah. rather face somebody like, um, like, the Mavericks, or would you rather fall to like a six spot to face like a um, a Jazz or Clippers? It depends on how far they fall.
0: Well, I, I, if I were them, I'd want the the Thunder or the Jazz. Oh, I think everybody wants the Thunder. Yeah, Thunder is overperforming, obviously. Yeah, i mean there are one uh i mean chris paul can't do it all and then the jazz yeah they i mean they have donovan mitchell and they, i mean gobert is back uh, and then playing well but they've lost bogdanovich who is one of their key offensive uh, players and so i i think they're not as good as what they're see, currently shows because they're banged up i mean They were. I think they overachieved too. I mean, I didn't. I honestly did not think the Jazz were going to be a top five. I thought they're going to be like a six, seven, or eight seed in in the West. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where they're going to probably end up. It's probably like a a five or six seed. But uh, yeah, if I I was the Jazz, I mean, I would I would be eyeballing either them or the the Thunder.
1: I would think the Thunder. Yeah, because that Rockets team, boy, I think I had them finishing fourth, I believe. Yeah. They can yep. score.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, so definitely.
1: I think they're going to go over the Thunder, and I think they're going to finish in the fourth spot. So
0: yeah, uh, you then, know who stinks
1: uh, though? Yeah. I was watching the Who's Pelicans that? today. Oh, Zion, they, they, they've ma- I don't know, man. They mailed
0: it in. They mailed it in.
1: They're they're toast. They're done. Next yeah. season, maybe they'll be better. They have uh, Lonzo Ball and all them, and I was just watching that game, and I was just like, oh, they got destroyed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if they're not using Zion right because they're trying to keep him healthy. I mean, he—I I think they—they they could let him—they run a full, I mean, fully out there and let him play his game. But they're eliminating like he's not playing the last two minutes in the, the quarters. Well, he is your best player right now. I mean,
1: throw so, him out there. So what would you do? Would you hold him out for him to be like fully health for next year? Whenever it starts, it could be December, or would you have him keep playing in meaningless games pretty much because they're probably going to get eliminated soon? And just get that experience.
0: I would, I would play him while you're still in the hunt for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you're still in the hunt, but. Oof.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I, as long as you stay within that three games of that eight seed, you're still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, if the way they, the way they started off, I don't see them lasting long. If they get eliminated pretty, pretty soon, I could easily see them shut everybody down, like Zion and balling and all of them down. So yeah, we'll see. And then, uh, of course, the other game I want to mention was a game that I just finished a little bit ago, uh, My Beloved Pacers, who I thought were going to get steamrolled because they're down Brogdon's so bonuses out of the bubble. <laughs> um, El Dibble played. He played okay. Um, TJ Warren was the story of the game. He's one of those guys that is, you never hear his name, but he's a hell of a ball player. Yeah. I mean, he was he was with the Suns last year in, in the, first, the first few years of his career. All he does is he scores. He doesn't play defense. Pacers got him playing defense because that's what they do with their guys. But he was, he's just a bucket. I mean, he's a walking bucket. He was out there. He dropped 53 points. He willed them to, to that win over the Sixers, which is great because now they have the tiebreaker over the Sixers. So with them being a game up, there's really being two games up because the Sixers have to finish one game ahead of them in, in the standings in order to pass them. So if they yeah. stay tied, Pacers have the tiebreaker. They, uh, they're up th- they won the season series three to one. Or two to one, two to one. So um, that was a big game for them tonight. So, um, yeah,
1: Embiid,
0: T.J. Uh, Warren, go ahead, T.J. Warren. No, Impressive T.J. Warren. It's just him in the bubble because he said before the game, he goes, "It doesn't matter if there's fans here or not. I'm, I just go out there and I score." And the biggest thing that his name was out there for was his little beef between him and Jimmy Butler, which we're going to get two games coming up with them head to head. But I think this where the NBA is in the bubble and the world's looking for something to watch because they can't go outside and do a whole lot right now. This is a chance for TJ Warren to really show who he is. And he's going to make a name for himself down there in the bubble.
1: (laughs) Dropping 53. I hope so, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: uh, Warren's not going to do that every night, but he's he's good for 17 to 25 points a game. So that's, that's good. That's really good for a player. And it's just, that's what he does every night. It's just that old Depot and Sabonis and Turner, they get all the headlines, but I mean, minus Sabonis, minus Brogdon, you're down two starters. He went out there and he balled out.
1: You need somebody to step up. Yep. And beat and a uh, Tobias Harris had a good game too.
0: Yeah. On, and beat, the uh, so the Pacers only had two guys above uh five, eight healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, <laughs> After Miles Turner got into foul trouble because he's Embiid's just too big of a man for him to try the guard down low, um, they threw Jakarta Sampson out there, who is six uh, ten, and wow. so um, now again, you know, like TJ warned them, I was just joking about how many people were over. I mean, it's more of six um, five. I think they have two guys over six five who are healthy, but I mean, the they let Embiid do what he had to do because that was uh, draining the clock a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they were going out there getting their three-pointers, which, again, the Pacers aren't known for shooting three-pointers, but they did a hell of a job in this game shooting them. Um, Tobias Harris is always going to score. That's what he's there to do is to score. He's not a defensive guy, which is why Warren went off. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, they they had a lot of their late bench guys, like uh, McConnell was out there and Edmund Sumner out there. Those are the scrappy guys who get those 50-50 balls. And that really is what helped them in that game, is uh, because I mean they had a bad third quarter. The Pacers were terrible start the third quarter, which seems to happen most games. But they went out there in that fourth quarter and they just took that game away from from Philly.
1: Well, I was looking at the uh, scores because uh, I was watching Astros, of course, but I was watching um, the ESPN app and uh, they were down in third quarter by like seven or something like that.
0: Yep. And so they uh, they
1: came back and they got. They're
0: up six. uh, Pacers were up six at halftime down six at the end of the third quarter. So they had, I think they had uh, five points in the first eight minutes of the quarter.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. And then they went on a little bit of a run late and they finished, I think with 20 in the quarter. And then they just took it, took, took it away from them in the fourth. I mean, and Bede had to sit for a little bit and then they just took off while he was out of the game. And they, they went on a little run. Warren it took a little bit for Warren to get started up again, Oh, uh, Depot hit a couple threes. I mean, he, he, uh, both him and Warren both hit probably, they're probably halfway between the three point line and half court where they hit two shots during that game. So, I mean, Warren was doing heat checks and he was hitting them anywhere on that court. So,
1: yeah, that was, so impressive. I, that was a good first yeah, one for them.
0: I, I feel better about their chances of getting a, the, the five seed now. Um, I think it's going to be them versus Miami in the four or five matchup at this point.
1: Winnable. Th- yes or no. Oh, obviously uh, it's winnable, but.
0: I, I I like it better because TJ Warren's going to be on a mission and Jimmy Butler is going to be focusing on him. So I think if Jimmy Butler can not have his focus on the game and more on trying to outscore TJ Warren, I think that helps the Pacers uh, get past them. Now, again, depends on Sponus, depends on, on uh, Brogdon coming back. Yeah. Um, if it's a, if it's a series between them as is right now with, in with Brogdon back, I still would probably put Miami winning it in seven, but I think that I like their bet, their chances better against Miami than they do against Boston.
1: I would agree. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, um, and did you were there any of the games that you caught that stand out to you?
1: No. Well, I just caught the end of the Raptors Lakers game. Raptors beat them one hundred seven ninety two. So, what happened there? That's it.
0: Raptors are a, are an interesting team because you thought last year when they lost Kawhi that, that they're a one-trick one, one trick pony. They weren't going to – I honestly weren't, didn't think they were going to make the playoffs when Kawhi left. I'm shocked at how good that team is. Nick Nurse is a hell of a coach because he has a lot of average guys and they know their role and they're doing their thing and they're winning ball games. They could repeat and win this year's championship.
1: I think so. I mean I saw, I had the Lakers Bucks, but after seeing the end of the the, the Raptors game just now, I mean it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um Lowry had thirty-three. Anunobi had twenty three. LeBron what's finished Siakam with do? twenty.
0: Yeah, what did Siakam do?
1: Uh Siakam finished with fifteen. Uh yeah. nine boards, rebounds. LeBron James yeah. finished with twenty, Anthony Davis fourteen. Uh, yeah. McGee with three And Caldwell finished with five points After playing 30 minutes
0: Yeah, Siakam is one of those guys that He may not pad the stat box But, man, he he does it all I mean, he slipped yeah. through a lot of people's hands In the, in the draft and, and the, uh, the Raptors I mean, I, again, I think he's He's similar to Kawhi early on Where he's a system guy I'm not mm-hmm. sure if he could do that for any other team But he's a hell of a player
1: Man I uh... I wouldn't say I'm shocked but after the Lakers uh beat the Clippers opening night uh Toronto's a real deal. Yeah. Real deal.
0: I think they I think it's going to be between them Philly and the Bucks to come out of the East.
1: No Boston? I
0: just <laughs> Their best player right now Tatum, he's still young. Jalen Brown. He's okay. I mean, he's a really good player, obviously. I mean, I think he'd be a superstar in any team. Yeah. But Kemba, Kemba Walker is going to really be in his first playoffs. His first, I mean, and he has the ball most of the game, and I just don't know how he's going to be in that. I mean, again, it's going to be different because you don't have a crowd. You don't have the road games or the home games. But, I mean, we just don't know what kind of Kemba we're going to get. Is he going to be a ball-dominant guy and just jack up some shots, or is he going get, to get the ball to Tatum and these other guys who aren't, or are great players, but I mean, I don't know if they're its true superstars yet.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you like the uh, LED boards with the fans?
0: I, I kind of do because
1: it's kinda uh, it,
0: weird. Gives, it gives a little bit of, uh, uh I mean, I, I want to do it. I, I think I might sign up and try to do it for a baser game. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, I like seeing reaction to shots, you know, or a big play, yeah. seeing them react versus just hearing guys on the bench, lose it. I mean, like when, whenever um, Warren had that three to, to get to fifty-three points and, and basically go up six with like ten seconds left, watching the fans lose it on the video board—that was fun. I, I mean, that that gave a little bit of a home home court advantage, I think, for Indy in that game, having having those guys. Now, you know, obviously, you can't hear them. Yeah. But and I think the funniest thing—I don't know if you saw it—but for part of that game, you remember on the Michael Jordan documentary, the the Last Dance that the white lady with blonde hair screaming in the crowd during yep. the Pacers-Bulls uh, game. Mm-hmm. They threw, they put a picture of her up there on the video board <laughs> with the fans. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, uh, it's like, I think Michelob Lights running that board, they were smart by doing that.
1: I think I'd rather have a cardboard cutout. No. <laughs> I'd rather have a cardboard cutout, somebody hit a piss missile, home run, knock my head off. Nah. I, that'd be cool, man. I, I'd rather have that. That'd I mean, cool. I, think,
0: I think what they should do if MLB was smart was if your cardboard cutout gets hit, you get season tickets when the game comes back.
1: How cool would that be?
0: Yeah, like if <laughs> you a cardboard it, cutout.
1: If you buy a cardboard cutout, you won't know where you're at in the stadium. Correct. Unless you're like visible behind home plate. Some stadiums have it covered with tarp or whatever. And then yeah. some, some stadiums have it behind home plate, but you won't know where you're at.
0: Yeah, but so I but if they did a plan where, hey, you donate money to the foundation and you get a cardboard cutout, we'll tell you what seat you're going to be in. And then after every game, they'll show they'll show the picture of any cardboard cutout that got hit. And those people win at least a ticket package or something, or maybe a, a ticket to the first game when they allow fans again.
1: No, I want tickets for life. Damn, I think that'd be
0: cool. I, yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. I mean... I don't know why. I don't know if any of them have thought about that yet, but that would be a good little wrinkle. Um, that would be cool. You get,
1: you get more sales, I guess. Right.
0: And you get more people watching to see if their cardboard cutout got hit. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I do like, I like the video boards, like what they're doing. It keeps it a little interesting. So
1: yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So, um, speaking about bubbles, we will transition over into the NHL. Um, we really have not spoken a lot about NHL. Um, I know I'm not, I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you who who's on every team. I couldn't tell you who coaches any of the teams. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm more of a guy who watches when the playoffs kick off. I love watching the sport at high levels, the regular season games, whenever, I mean, they're out there, they fight or whatever. That doesn't really interest me, but like. Like the Olympic style, where you have you're representing your country, or yeah. Stanley Cup playoffs; those are the ones I really love watching because hockey at a high level is one of the best sports to watch on TV.
1: It's very fun to watch, exciting. Um, I was watching the uh, Black. Uh, what's the black? No, I was watching the Florida Panthers Islanders game earlier. Kept it two yeah. to one. You know, it's pretty much you're on the edge of your seat. It, it's a low scoring game. It's it's like soccer, yes, yeah, low scoring game, but it was exciting. And the announcers make it exciting, and they actually did a pretty good job, just like the NBA with the LEDs and all that. Yeah. Um, and it's inside the the game I watched earlier with the Panthers and Islanders was inside the Scotia Bank Center in uh, Toronto, so mm-hmm. they had stuff tarped off, covered, but they had like the LED boards uh, just behind, like where they uh, where the rink is. And it was cool, yeah. like when somebody scored, yeah. they had like horns going off and like these whoever scored it, and and like you know what they would play at their home stadiums, which is cool. So I kind of wish baseball did something like that, but it's kind of hard to play like an indoor baseball game. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it; I had fun watching it. I, I do like playoffs more than actually regular season games. So interesting.
0: Yeah, and so um, just to do a quick breakdown of what they're doing we broke down the other sports whenever they, they announced to come back. So 24 teams are coming back, um, 12 from each each uh, conference, East and West. Um, there's two bubbles. Each conference is playing in one. Um, the bottom eight teams of the 12 teams are going to be involved in what's called play-in games. They're best-of-five series. So you have like five versus 12, six versus 11, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and the top four in each conference are playing a round robin. So one through four will be decided based off the round robin games. Um, I I really like this idea. Um, I I think it's interesting because uh, again I mentioned it before on on this podcast. I don't understand how the NHL playoffs work like this. <laughs> the seedings yeah. it's very confusing. There's a lot of rules behind it. I don't know why they changed it, but they did. Um, but by doing this, like you have like, for example, the Canadians are the twelfth seed versus the five seed Penguins. If the Canadians upset them, they're in the playoffs. They were not gonna make the playoffs if the season had continued like it normally did.
1: I and like so, that.
0: So and so um I, I like the I like it because it leads to potential it feels like to me, it feels like if the NCAA tournament was a best of five series.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Um, but with the teams more balanced, because I mean, obviously, a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament probably won't beat a five seed three out of five times, but they would be in that one game. Yeah. And so, um, but the but the opportunity for these teams who probably felt like you know what we're out of it, we're we're kind of done, we're we're gonna pack it in. There's new life for them, and with the fact that everyone's been off for four and a half months, they're on equal footing at this point.
1: That's correct, and no and he, no home field home field no home crowd in your face, blaring, you know, crazy yelling. It's just two teams going against each other.
0: Yep. And, it, and it's so, anybody's, um, anybody's game. Yep. Uh, and so I don't know if you, if you, if you have the the standings or anything pulled up, but do you, do you think if you had to predict, do you think there's going to be any upsets between the, for uh, the five, six, seven, or eight thing? think any, any of them are going to get upset?
1: Uh I would, I mean, so the Blackhawks, I believe we're twelve, twelve seed. Yeah. Versus the five seed Oilers. They beat Edmonton Oilers today. Uh. <sighs> I would say maybe the Blackhawks. That
0: would be interesting seeing a five seed not even make the playoffs at this point. So
1: I, I think one of them is going to fall. I don't know who it's going to be, but one of them is going to fall.
0: I would not be surprised in eight nine matchup. I don't. I don't really consider that an upset because that's. I mean, you're right behind them in the standings.
1: It's like Marsh Madness, yeah.
0: Yeah, but the the like the 11 like I would not be surprised. Like the, uh, the Oilers are a really really good team, so they could easily win the next three games and, and knock them out. Mm-hmm. But I mean I, I like the Canucks versus Wild seven ten matchup. I could see the Wild pull that upset. Um, I would like to see the Panthers as a ten seed get in there because I I always root for those teams that haven't made the playoffs for a long time.
1: Yeah, and they're one and they're the one Panthers. of them.
0: Um, and then, like, the Canadians, I want to see them do well. Um, and then uh, the Jets, just because I I want to see a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup. I, I mean, it's been <laughs> so long. They love the sport so much. It's just, it's just they deserve it at this point.
1: I'm kind of digging the New York Islanders. Yeah. I mean, just a rock, like, a good team. I mean, they beat the Panthers, yeah, but... I think going back to last season or the season before that, they made a deep playoff run. I think they maybe lost to Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, last year or the year before. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of digging the Islanders. Well, oh, yeah. Blackhawks are also a storied team as well. But what happened yep. to, like, the Detroit Red Wings and teams like that? They just so, fell so off?
0: The Detroit Red Wings r- rode that train for so long that they were selling off draft picks and young players to stay competitive. I mean, they're, they're competitive for, what, 20, 25 years straight? Yeah. And all their players aged or retired, and they had nothing in their minors, and their draft picks were so bare that they're rebuilding. And it's and it looks like they're going to be rebuilding for a while.
1: Yeah. So at the bottom of the standings, you have Detroit, who's eliminated. You have The New Jersey uh, Devils, who are eliminated, they've been a storied franchise. You Mm -hmm. have the Chicago Blackhawks still around, but they were at the bottom of the barrel. And then the L.A. Kings were, I think, 29 and 41 as well, and they're eliminated. So, you know, now you're you're looking at all these up-and-coming teams like, um, well, you know, the Blues won, but you have uh, Washington. They're pretty decent. Um, The Bruins have always been pretty good, but teams like the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Are finally like in the playoffs now, so I don't know what happened to all these storied franchises in the, in the NHL. I guess, like you said, it's just old age and they didn't have nothing to rebuild with.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I was a little surprised. It was it was a couple of years ago, I think it was when the Red Wings had the number one draft pick, and I'm like, wait a minute, the Red Wings have the number one draft pick. Yeah, and I looked and I looked at the standings, and I was like, wow, they are
1: bad. Well, <laughs> you might uh, cons- not consider, but Coming up in the NFL, you might see an interesting team try to get first pick. And I guess we'll get into that a little bit later.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll touch on that after a little bit. Um, But no, yeah, I'm weighing it right now. Um, We'll see if there's any interest in it. But by this time next week, we may know what the eight playoff teams for each conference is going to be. And with us not really knowing much about the sport, maybe we'll give our predictions next week.
1: Yeah, you know what? I might yeah. jump on. I'm gonna jump on the New York Islanders bandwagon. I like them. I like the colors. I I, I like what they did today. I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon. I don't um, know about how how far along of a fan I'll be. I won't buy merchandise, but I'll root for them. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll say that.
0: I think I am gonna pull me. Look this up real quick. Uh, cause I like the Islanders too because they've been bad for a long time. Um, but I think I am gonna go with no more of a West West team when it comes to NHL. I'm gonna go with the uh Calgary Flames as Calgary the eight
1: Flames, season. Shout out to Bret Hart, huh?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they uh they they went to the finals, what was it eight, nine years ago?
1: Yeah, and it was like I, it was I like it was a little that.
0: surprise run. Um, and they were they were possibly gonna be that, that Canadian team that was gonna do it. Um, unfortunately you have two Canadian teams facing each other, the flames and jets. So one of them's going to knock out the other one. Yeah. I, I'm going to pull for whoever wins that series. I'm going to go with flames or the jets.
1: Well, the jets are winning one zero right now at the end of the first period. Yeah. So,
0: and, and NHL is one of those sports where it doesn't matter. your seeding. I mean, cause it's not uncommon for an AC to be the one seed.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, all right. Um, so with that, we will transition into um, MLB. Um, so I would say the biggest story of the of the early season so far, and you'll probably agree with me on this, is how bad the Astros looked against the Dodgers.
1: Why would you go there? <laughs> they didn't harder look hit bad, dude. They went to a As, fourteen inning extra inning game the other night. I know, I know.
0: As Oral Hershiser said, "It's harder to hit the ball when you don't know what's coming."
1: Well, Preston Wilson had some words for him on Twitter because he thought he was cheating as well, it sounded like. So I'm not going to get into it, but, yeah, or her <laughs> transfer, better watch out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, uh, but seriously, though, the uh, the big story is the Florida Marlins um, are ravaged right now with COVID-19. There's 20 people involved in that franchise who are currently positive. Um, news broke yesterday that there are two Cardinal players, um, sounds like they weren't very smart about it and they one of them went to a casino or something and they yeah, contracted it
1: there. It was back in Atlanta, um, I believe. They're young, they're stupid. Yeah. It's, it it it's it's hard to digest if this is if this MLB season is actually going to stay intact or if they're even going to get to 60 games or 50 games or 40 games because they probably have the worst commissioner by far in any sport and, easily yeah very easily and it's just you got to keep this thing contained man like if if this is going to keep happening we've seen it with the cardinals all these postponed games you got to shut it down and i know he I mean, came like, out today with what did he say today
0: oh we're not i'm not a quitter we're not quitters or something like that like he he was, he was clearly blaming the players for this whenever you as a commissioner are the one who's supposed to dictate how the season's going to play out and have rules for the players. Exactly. And he, he, he won't set rules and he, it's just, I I don't get it. I mean, I, when he was first named after C league retired, I was like, okay, this guy looks like he might be legit. He's made nothing but terrible decision after terrible decision. Mm -hmm. And, um, he should have stuck with the original idea of having a bubble. I mean, they talked about having the two bubbles, what, in Dallas and then Phoenix or something like that?
1: Well, they had three hubs. I think it was Phoenix, uh, Dallas, and Florida. But we all know Florida yeah. was a big hot spot. Uh, it's
0: working It's working for the NBA right now, though. I mean, if you do it, it right, it's, it's successful.
1: Well, that's why they have a better commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the players also didn't want to go stay away from families. We, you know, we had Mike Trout who was going to be away. He was going to leave either way. But, He's gone
0: right now. So
1: Yeah, for a couple of days. Um, and I mean, he said, the players need to be better, but I'm not a quitter in general. And there's no reason to quit now. We have had to be fluid, but it is manageable. There's no reason to quit now. What, what are you talking about?
0: I mean, you're putting players' lives at jeopardy. I mean, th- yes, there's a lot. The, the You have the haters who say, well, you only have a 1% chance of dying. Well, okay, it takes one death for the league to shut down. Yeah, Um, you have the long term effects when it comes to heart issues, lung issues, kidney or liver issues. We hear about every day at work, people who don't work in healthcare think it's a big hoax. It's a serious thing. And the Miami Marlins could be destroyed by this, because if 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 say one percent of that of who's sick right now, so two players have to retire because of uh, medical conditions stemming from this. You're opening yourself up to a lawsuit from the from the players union.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, and I, so I, I don't, I don't like, I don't get how he doesn't think this is a, like a, a big deal.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just they. He needs to have a backup plan. Right now, they should have paused for a week, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, because the wow. Marlins and, and Phillies have only played three games, so now they're going to play double header games with seven innings. This isn't little league ball.
0: Yeah, and it's then the that's weeks. not that's not fair. The other teams have to play ninety nine games every single game, and so they they did not build they did not build their sixty game sixty game schedule to have enough off days to make up these these missed games. Yeah, and now again, I personally, if I were them, I would say, okay, we're gonna add a week to the end of the season before the playoffs start to finish these games and squeeze as many as you can. So like if the Marlins and uh, whoever they're supposed to be facing right now, they face again. Okay. Play, shift those games around so they can play a doubleheader. Yeah, that's great. But who knows if the Marlins are going to be able to field a decent team after they get out of here. Because those 20 players are still going to be in quarantine for at least another
1: week. Yeah. Well, they're trading. They're making trades right now. They made like two trades in the past, like two or three days, but it's getting pretty ugly. Like yeah. they're going to have to call up, Players and from their farm system, to pretty much play. Whoever's I mean, left of the farm system. Whoever's left, and we knew they're already a bad ball club, so yeah, it's it's going to be a disaster. I don't know what they're going to do. I think if another team or two somehow test positives when these tests arrive, that's it's over. It.
0: That's it. Yeah. Can you, I? I don't remember the player's name, but the guy who got waived by Detroit and he got claimed by Miami, and then this next day, the same day that he was announced, that he was claimed by them this whole outbreak happens and like, Oh crap. I got to go to this, this clubhouse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So these people that are getting traded to the Marlins. Like, they're like, uh, I don't want to go there. I did not want to go there. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So,
0: And then, uh, who knows with the Cardinals having those two tests positive, they've been around their teammates uh, up until those positive tests. So who knows how many more of them are going to get sick.
1: Yeah. And so just, just making up those games too, is just, it's going to be a hassle. It, it's gonna work probably, but I, I don't, I don't know how they're gonna, they're gonna be tired. I'll tell you that. Especially playing double double header games, all that.
0: What are the odds in your opinion? What percentage do you think they finish the season?
1: Um, sixty percent. You got to keep these guys contained. That's the yeah. thing.
0: Knowing Manfred, I'm putting this at forty percent that they're gonna complete the season.
1: Uh, that guy's a joke. I yeah, thought Roger I mean, Goodell. <laughs> well, what do you okay? So, go, what do you think about Joe Kelly getting eight games? Too harsh. That's, that's,
0: so I think that was too harsh. Whenever you know you have a sixty-game season,
1: but you can't do that.
0: Correct, but at the same time, is you can't use the same penalties you do in a 100, 162 game season that you do for a sixty-game season because. You basically just decimated that guy's paycheck for the season. So he's already getting a little. Uh, he's already getting a fraction of what he's going to get paid to begin with, and then now you're losing. The Dodgers are losing one of their best bullpen guys for like a quarter of the season.
1: Well, maybe he should have thought about that before he threw behind Bregman. He
0: should have hit him that, in the head.
1: That was intense. You cannot do that. Somebody he had no control. Somebody, somebody died by getting hit by a pitch like a hundred years ago, apparently, and, and he died.
0: If he wanted to hit him, he could have.
1: If he got, if he hit him in the head, that should at least been like. A
0: oh, he'd 20, been done for the season.
1: Yeah, twenty game or a whole season.
0: If you purposely hit him in the head, that should be the whole season.
1: Well, I don't know he's what he's jawing about. I, and hear me wrong. I that night when I was watching the game, I knew I knew it was going to be bad blood because I've seen Joe Kelly. I've seen him against the Yankees. He got into a brawl with uh, Austin Kelly uh, mm-hmm. from the Yankees, and I knew it it was going to be bad blood when he came in. Yep. I knew it because earlier in the game, those are already, jaw- are already jawing, but Joe Kelly was, was the enforcer. He was the guy that was going to do this.
0: I mean, that's what you do to cheaters.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. So the ashes, they, they knew they were going to get thrown out this season. It's just, I don't know if it's supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be behind the head. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, understand what Joe Kelly was jawing about. He was on that Red Sox team, the 2018 team, when they allegedly cheated. Doesn't matter. What is he jawing about? <laughs> like, I don't get it. It's like, what, what's, what, I don't get it.
0: I expect him to hit the Red Sox players, too, whenever he sees them next.
1: Nah, I don't think
0: so. <laughs> All right. So um, we've <laughs> talked a lot of doom and gloom with MLB. Let's do something a little bit on the lighter side. So. We've, we've, we've gone a little well over a week. Uh, we have several games under the belt. Uh, let's do our top five power rankings of who they have out there. Um, okay. i you go first.
1: Okay. Uh, number five, I have my Astros. Yes. They lost tonight. Yes. They are four and four. Um, the offense is still there. I mean, I think the Dodgers series did get to their heads, um, Then they had an off day, and then Friday they put up nine runs against the Angels. But either way, their bullpen, they're all rookies. They've had like 10 Major League debuts. All the relievers are hurt. Uh, Yordan Alvarez is still out. Verlander is done for the year. Uh, I still see the offense still – I see them getting the playoffs still because there's going to be two teams from each division getting into the playoffs. I still have them going to the playoffs. I still have them winning division relievers hopefully will come back soon but i have them at 5 um number 4 i have the chicago cubs their record right now is um 6 and 2 uh their pitching is actually holding up i mean the offense is there too Javier Baez you know you have Rizzo um good team 3 i have the dodgers um mookie betts finally hit his first home run the other night Kershaw's still out, but they're still like that pesky team to where they're winning ballgames because their offense is is good. Um then I have the Minnesota Twins at two. Those guys can match home runs at a uh, at their ballpark anywhere. Um the pitchings hold up as well with Barrerios and at one I have the six and one Yankees. Um they That's do have you. it does hurt me. I mean, they're playing. They had a cupcake schedule so far. I mean, they they played the Orioles, the Red Sox. Oof. No, I thought they're going to be better than that. I, the pitching, they can't get a starter to go five innings. So they're they're bashing on all these AL East teams, but their offense is there. Judge is mashing home runs pretty much every game. Stanton, um, Glaber Torres, you know, get Garrett Cole's over there. I have them that one. They'll probably stay one for a while. And that's my top five for this week.
0: Okay, so um, I made a little slight adjustment to mine since the uh, Astros lost. I did have them at five, but I dropped them down. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with number five, which surprises me. I shouldn't be surprised, but they're a young team. They have some decent veterans on there. Uh, the San Diego Padres, um, they are better, much better than I thought they are going to be this year. Oof, yeah, um,
1: Fernando Tatis, man. Yeah.
0: Um number 4 I have the Minnesota Twins. I mean just they hit homers, homer after homer after homer. Mm-hmm. Um number 3 which I think I my 1 2 and 3 I could be in any order but right now I have the Cubs at number 3. Um they are they're firing all cylinders right now. I mean they're on a they're on a tear. Mm-hmm. Um number 2 I actually have the Yankees. Um I don't like the Yankees, that's why I have a number two. I mean, they should be number one, but now I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it.
1: Is it just a cupcake <laughs> schedule they've been playing?
0: Well, I mean, yes. I mean, the, I mean the Orioles, I mean, and the Red Sox are bad. I mean, it's just they're okay. I mean, the Yankees are are, are they're gonna be one of the top teams in baseball. Um, I can't reward them for the schedule. I mean, I yeah. can't they don't choose their schedule as it was chosen for them. I mean, they faced a Nationals team which just doesn't have a lot of their best players opting out. So, um, And then number one, I have the Dodgers because I still feel they're the best team that's going to win the World Series. I hate you. And, and for how they basically just pantsed the Astros in that sweep.
1: Nah, I don't great. think they pantsed them, but <laughs> the first game, yes. And, you know, after that first game, I, I, I really did think it got to the Astros' head yeah. because – Altuve can't hit water if he fell off a boat right now. Well,
0: because he doesn't know what's coming. He hasn't had a guess. He hasn't had to predict uh, a predictive pitch for four I, or five years.
1: And I, I have some texts coming to me, unknown people. I'm not going to name them, saying, <laughs> Do you, now that do you see the Altuve struggling right now, even in the 60 game season, do you think it was all the trash banging and all that?
0: Not all of it's, it. It's too early to tell.
1: It. It, it, it's, let me wait till the season's over, and then and then we'll talk about it.
0: I mean, I could probably hit pretty decent if I knew what pitch was coming every single time.
1: Gee, There's no <laughs> way to get like those fastballs and curveballs. <laughs> you still got to be pretty talented, man. Because yeah, I know, I know that is rough and tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so that's our little power rankings. Maybe we'll, we might make this a weekly feature. Uh, as long as MLB is still active, that is.
1: Um, oh man, I it's don't have not, high hopes. But, it's not looking good. I'll tell you yeah. that.
0: This is kind of what we expected, um, and with that, I'm going to we can transition over to the NFL because, as we've said before, what happens in baseball affects the NFL the most uh, because they are trying to do the same model with having home games and having their players not having to, to quarantine. Um, I am very concerned for football because the sheer number of players are going to have compared to baseball and the baseball's already having this problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't, cause they're going to be flying all over the country. It's not just going to be regional like the, like the baseball is doing. Exactly. And so, um, but first, before we jump into what we think is going to happen last week when we had this show, only one player had opted out at that point. Now we have a ton <laughs> yeah so I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna harp on a couple of the the bigger names like so for the Bill Starla Tatouille, um he he opted out Damian Williams for the Chiefs running back opted out Cowboy Steven got uh, or whatever he wasn't gonna play anyway but Maurice Can- Kennedy mm-hmm. um, who who's supposed to replace uh, I think Byron Jones a little bit in that in the secondary I think that's now a, a concern for them Marcus Goodwin who just had has a young child. His, him and his wife had a lot of miscarriages, so they're very concerned. So they want to make sure they they look out for their family first. I applaud him for making that decision. Oh yeah. Um, office to take office to tackle Nate Solder uh, for the Giants. He's probably uh, towards the end of his career anyway. So he's probably I don't know if we're actually going to see him play again. Um, CJ Mosley for the Jets announced today. That's a big. Huge, that's probably the biggest name so far.
1: Huge, huge. Well, they got uh, Dante Hightower for the Patriots as well.
0: Yeah. Along Devin the, yeah, Devin Funcher. for the, yeah Devin Funcher for the Packers is out. Patriots Bolden, Cannon, Chung, Hightower, Lee, Toran, Vite, Vitell. Uh That's Chung the Patriots. Is the one? Yeah, Patriots were decimated by this. I think that's by choice. Um, <laughs> Who's I mean, the I, I've I've thrown out conspiracy theories when it comes to college football and stuff. <laughs> I would not put it past Bill Belichick to convince these guys to opt out so they can get that number 1 draft pick this year cuz I think when they signed Cam Newton he was like oh crap we're going to win games now. <laughs> and so he's convincing all these other guys to opt out at this point. So I think there's a little bit of shadiness going on there. Okay, Alex um, Jones. <laughs>
1: well, let me ask you this. Uh, if yeah. the, if this is the whole plan for Bill Belichick and company Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Lawrence i've seen justin fields in some early mock drafts
0: correct but um i just don't i haven't seen enough of him i mean we've seen the years of trevor lawrence and how he i mean he's won a title as a as a freshman i mean
1: he's beaten up on these scrub teams yes alabama clemson is good oh there are scrubs
0: yeah so um but no i would, I would go trevor lawrence i mean he's he's i think the surefire guy in this draft i think so too So know um
1: college so, now too as well
0: yeah yeah um and i saw that um they're still negotiating with the players union and they may move up the opt-out deadline to this week yep i did see that. and so and so we'll we'll know we'll have a final list and, see, and that that could affect some of our predictions um that could really affect call uh fantasy football. Um, well, I'm sure we'll do a we'll do a fantasy football special coming up here in a few weeks. So we'll be able to touch more on on what's being affected uh, by COVID and and league plans. Um, but with all that being said, and these players opting out, camps are open, players are showing up. Um, so there's a little bit of normalcy coming back to football. Um, there'll be some names we won't see this year. Um. But with that, do you have anything that you saw so far this week that stands out to you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've just been pretty bummed out because the Hall of Fame game should have been next Thursday. Cowboys and Steelers.
0: Uh, so, so sad. I
1: I know people don't like preseason, but the Hall of Fame game is it's the start of NFL football. You know, you get home from work, you put on football, have a good dinner, and it's on NBC with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. And I watched and and last year I watched NFL Network right when I got home, the players coming in on the buses with the with the motorcade by the police and NFL Network was filming this. And it was amazing because it's the start of football and that's what we love and enjoy in the fall winter time. But now it's different this year, of course. Um, So I'm just pretty bummed out about that. I mean, hopefully they can start the season on time. We'll see another tidbit as well. Matthew Stafford placed on the reserve list due to COVID. Yeah, saw so that
0: mm-hmm. first starting quarterback to be hit.
1: Well, they stink anyway. So I know,
0: them,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I was watching Top One Hundred on NFL Network earlier. I think number one was Aaron Donald for the for the Rams, possibly.
0: I mean, he's he is the best.
1: You think he's the best? Do you think he should be number one? Oh yeah. Why?
0: It's just, I just I think he he can hold a mediocre defense and turn him into elite. He's kind of like a Khalil Mack in that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a star at his position, but he's not like, I mean, obviously I I would think it's like the quarterbacks or the running backs, but I guess, man, I I just, I mean, I I don't agree with it.
0: I mean, I, I, again, we always think about the quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, the the ones we know, the skill position uh, players, but offense alignment, defense alignment, those guys are what dictates a lot of these games.
1: That's true. Chris Jones was on there, I believe. Yeah. Can't remember what number it was, but he was on there. Let me ask you this real quick before we finish this episode. Do you think Jimmy G is, I don't want to say one of the worst quarterbacks to start the Super Bowl, but do you think he'd be like on the bottom tier of the quarterbacks to start for the Super Bowl?
0: No, I mean, I would probably put him in the second-to-bottom tier um, because, I mean, you have, like, the likes of, like, Rex Grossman and Trent Dilfer.
1: I oh. mean, he's
0: he's better than those guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree.
0: Um, I would put – so if he did a top-tier, middle-tier, and then lower-tier, he'd be at the bottom of the middle-tier. He's not the worst, but he's also not the best.
1: Yeah, and that, you know, that defense got him there, so. Well, I mean, yeah. plus Kittle and – they're like three headed running back that they had. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. he He's, he's an okay quarterback. I mean, I, yes, he's better than Rex Grossman, Trent Dill for those type of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's no Flacco. I, I think Flacco was a better quarterback in his heyday than Jimmy G. I mean,
1: I don't know about Flacco.
0: I, I think, I think there was like two years where Flacco was what he said. He was elite. Now, was, was he remember. like top was he like top 5 in the league? No. But those years that they that he got him into the like the Super Bowl, like the year he was actually throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. He was one of the top quarterbacks in the league that year once the playoffs started. During the season he was average, but when the playoffs started, he was he was winning the games for them.
1: Joe Flacco right now 40,000 yards, 218 touchdowns, 61.9 yeah. completion rating not bad he's a good
0: quarterback he's a good quarterback
1: Forty thousand yards holy moly well it's you crazy. remember we had
0: steve smith there for a while
1: yeah he did
0: so all right um that's pretty much it for the nfl talk um do you have any other i mean i know like we, we, again we don't we haven't touched much on mls other than those the fans they had on the little jumbotron and we touched a little bit last week about the WNBA, but they've only played a few games, so nothing stood out. Um, I know, um, and I again, I blank on her name every week. I'm t- I'm sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm learning for next week. Sabrina, I want to say Anasco, the number one pick. Um, she hurt her ankle. She's out for about a month, and so that's gonna that's basically gonna knock them out for the season. I mean, I think they're gonna yeah. they're letting they're heading towards another top pick because. She was the best player on that team as a rookie, and she's out for a month. And they're gonna, they're gonna, it's gonna hurt to have her missing.
1: Where are they playing at?
0: Uh, they are. It's it's the um, IMG Academy, I believe,
1: down in Florida, Bradenton, Florida. Bradenton, okay. Yeah. So the NBA bubbles is this like four or five bubbles? Correct. For, I mean, in sports. Yeah, like where the NBA games are being played right now. How many like facilities are they playing at right now?
0: So the NBA, they have three facilities where they're playing games at. They have four hotels they're staying at, but the whole the whole sports complex there at Disney is the NBA's. I mean, they have that okay. whole area. The players can roam, they can go about into these other areas as long as they stay within the the confines of the bubble that they've established. And so it's like a whole part. Like there's still people going to Disney and, play, and riding their rides right now, but the players are in a different part of the park that are as isolated.
1: So, is this like bubble like marked off with like caution tape or something?
0: They probably have security or somebody <laughs> there.
1: It's kind of like the census movie with that bubble.
0: Well, I'm I assuming, I kind of
1: picture it like that.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that'd be nice, right? I am I, I I figure it's like so when you go to an amusement park, you know, you go through those little ticket sections where you, you have to buy your ticket to get into that part of the park. Yeah. I think it's like that. You have the gate where you have to walk through with, like the little turnstile thing. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's like you have a section like that that gets into that part of the park and everything else is walled off. So people can't just walk into that part of the of the theme park.
1: Got it. Got it.
0: So, and then I'm not sure about I know NHL and all that. They're actually in cities. They're not actually at a resort. Um, no, they're actually think, playing
1: at the stadiums.
0: Yeah. Do you think in the NFL, they're going to have a backup plan of a possible bubble?
1: They have to, they got to think of one quick. Unless they're gonna push I mean, unless they're gonna push the league back.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I know eight. we I know we talked before the show uh, started, but we talked about Hawaii. I mean, they have the fields, they have the resorts, but the problem what we talked about was when you wake up at seven AM in Hawaii, the one o'clock kickoffs are supposed to happen. Yeah. And so our, these players are not gonna be at the at the at the stadiums preparing to play at seven AM. It's not gonna happen. So it needs to be more centrally located. I thought about like maybe in Las Vegas or they could even use LA, but you have to make sure you have a facility big enough to house all these players where they're not just going to roam around the city whenever they, they want. And so I think a bubble is harder for the NFL. I think they need a facility like what the NBA is at in Disney, but obviously they are not going to be able to squeeze them in with, with the NBA um, when the season is supposed to be starting anyway. So,
1: I think you can do it in the L.A. area because if you say you put them in a bubble type like the NBA, you can use UCLA Stadium. You can use Stanford yeah. and USC Stadium, surrounding stadiums, plus the new SoFi Stadium over there in L.A. I think you could possibly do that if it gets, if it gets down to it.
0: I'm not sure how the park is set up for Disney out there in California. Um, or even Universal Studios. I don't know about the resorts and all that stuff that they have out there. I don't know if it's isolated from the rest of the park, but that might be an option where they, if they have enough hotel rooms that they can house that many players out there. Um, but the way their schedule set up, they can't isolate them for multiple bubbles like like baseball could have done three bubbles. Oh yeah. Um, but they they need to have a backup plan. Otherwise, I think they're just going to cancel the season.
1: Well, that's that'd be in Anaheim though, because that Disneyland's out there in Anaheim.
0: Well, they can bust the players to the stadium from there.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not that far from L.A. because I've yeah. I've taken that drive. But they, I mean, can, if they, you, they can do that, honestly. Like, if everything fails, they can they can go out west.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could have it set up so they could have um, four stadiums, four games per week because, like, the most you're going to have in one week is going to be 16 games. And so it's going to be less than that whenever you have, like, the Monday night football and the Thursday night. So you're still going to yeah. be able to let the teams do that but you need to make sure you have enough practice facilities for these teams. You're not going to let them use high school fields. Cause if high school, if schools are back in session, you're not going to want to risk the players going to a, a locker room when these players could be sick. Cause that basically ruins the entire bubble. So I hope they're planning on something. I, I think I knowing Goodell, he's kind of like Manfred where he's probably being <laughs> stubborn and saying this is going to work no matter what. Yeah. So I think they would rather cancel the season and, and try to do a bubble for the NFL.
1: Out there, west, But then you would collide with those college teams if they have a college season as well. The, yeah, they're, that field right. would be dirt and torn up. Yeah, the overnight crew would have to get it ready for the next day on Sundays. Yeah.
0: I don't think there's going to be a college football season, but that's...
1: Don't say that. For, don't say that. For another bro. show. <laughs> I love college football because from like nine when you watch college game day all the way up to like midnight. Yeah. It's the best.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm hopeful. Um, one thing I will say when it comes to the bubble talk, depending on if there's a vaccine or whatever and, and how the players respond to it, I would not be surprised if the NBA tries to do a similar thing I'm doing right now for next season, at least a start.
1: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. If, if it works for them and they make it all the way through the champion and if they can open up that, maybe have their family stay with them on the resort in the bubble safe, Mm-hmm. That might be an option for the NBA again next year. I mean, the stadiums looks nice to have it set up. The players are used to it at this point. I mean, it's possible. They may they may start the next season this
1: way as well. Yeah, why not? I would do it.
0: Yeah. I'm sure Disney will love getting that paycheck from the NBA, and the NBA Ooh, is going to yeah. be getting all the TV money.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, All right. Um, with that, um, that is our show. Thank you for joining us um again if you have anything you want us to talk about uh shoot us a tweet on uh at box gears pod or i'm at cr drewbert's daniel you're at
1: daniel underscore cabrera nine
0: yeah i mean we're we're interactive on there i mean uh, daniel and i normally were on there most of the day just bashing each other about astros and pacers (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but uh but yeah We'll we'll definitely, we'll interact. uh, Tell us what you want us to talk about. If it's a sport we don't follow, we'll do the research. We'll we'll figure it out. So um, until next week, thank you guys for joining us. Peace.